Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello, and welcome back to the School for Small Business podcast. Quickie solo episode here today. I was talking to a client about pricing their services. Actually, I was talking to multiple clients. And I kind of wanted to just run through with you how I approach this. So very strategic, tactical episode. And I want you to listen, no matter like what line of business you're in, I'm going to gear this towards service providers, but it can absolutely be adapted for retail services as well. Just doing the similar math. Here's why we're having this conversation. A lot of business owners that I talk to are putting in the work. They are busy, you know, sometimes even run off their feet and they're not feeling like the financial results match up the effort that they're putting in and the energy that they're putting in. And I think this is pretty common when we just like lack insight on why that is. So from a energetic, like what I put in, I want to get back, I want to feel good about this kind of standpoint. And then (laughs) the idea of like, if we want to stick with it long term, we're going to have to feel like it was worth it, right? So today I was talking to this one service provider. And I was saying to him, like, do you have an hourly rate? Um, In his business, it was really interesting, because a lot of the time we would come up with like packages and be like, okay, this is the package, this is what you get for the package. And it's all good. Now, in his case, why coming up with an hourly rate would be so supportive was because he really focuses on specializing and like really individualizing everything that he does. And so sometimes when we don't have that hourly rate, we lack clarity. So we come up with a, okay, well, this is what you get. And this is how much it's going to cost kind of package. Because then we only have to really think about the pricing once or twice and figure it out. Whereas when you really want to start diving into something unique of like, okay, we're going to quote this project, almost like think of a construction project of like, well, how many door handles are you going to need? And how many this and how many that then it starts to become more complicated. But here's how an hourly rate can really help you out. So in this case, what we started with was determining the number of hours that you have available to work. Okay, so starting with that, we're like, okay, we know, like, for the average person, if you say you're going to work more than 40 hours a week to me, I'm like, that's just a hard no, we have to be 40 hours a week or less. I don't think we should be looking at working 60 hours or more in our business. If we have to, if it's a season of like, oh my gosh, like I need to increase output, then that's fine. But that's like never, ever, ever more than like a 40 hour work week is never something that I promote. So we start with 40 hours or less knowing how many hours that we want to work. And then what I also look at is on average from the work that you're doing, how many hours of like output and client work 
do you have? And then how many hours, like what's the ratio of administrative work? So if you look at your week and you do like a small time audit, are you like client facing maybe 20 hours and doing 20 hours of client work? And then the other 20 hours a week is spent on you know, like administrative, are you answering emails, onboarding and offboarding clients, maybe your marketing work, kind of doing free services, like unpaid kind of work. So if that's how it is, like one to one, then I take the 40 hours a week that I want to work. And I say, I'm only going to be able to be client facing half of those. So 20 hours. So this clarity of like, okay, well, I'm going to be client facing 20 hours a week. So I can be getting paid from clients 20 hours a week, even though I'm working a total of 40. Then I also come up with like, okay, well, how much do I want to be paid in a year? And so we come up with like, okay, this is it. So for this client, we like said, okay, I want to be paid $100,000 a year. I want to be client facing 20 hours a week out of the 40 hours total. Like I'm happy with that number of hours. And that comes out to about $100 an hour, which was fantastic. Except I never just stop there. We never just stop with the, okay, you know, here's the $100 an hour. That is great for pricing services. It would a allow me to understand like, okay, this client wants something specialized. So now when I go to price it, I'm like, okay, well, this piece will take about this much time. And this piece will take about this much time. And I'm going to leave some time for the unknown things I'm not sure are going to happen. And so here's what I can price that out to them. Like all of a sudden, I'm so much more empowered to like really support my people, the people that I'm serving, because I can provide something that's so unique to them that's going to have massive results for them. Hey, it's Stacy here, and I have some exciting news that's going to make such a huge impact on your business journey. I created a guidebook called The Profit Playbook, and it's game-changing just for entrepreneurs like you and me. I'm incredibly passionate about doing only things that move the needle, and I poured only the most impactful and highly implementable tools, tips, and strategies into this guide for you. You better believe I took the 15 years of experience that I have working with thousands of business owners, as well as my own seven-figure success story, and I'm making it all available to you. We're going to dive in and explore why profit is truly the key that unlocks business success. You'll understand the levers that can drive more profit to the bottom line while still keeping your heart-led vision intact. And then I provide you 30 incredible ways to boost profit in your business. Imagine the possibilities. The best part is the it's completely free. Seriously, it's on me. I genuinely want to see you succeed. And this playbook is my way of lending a helping hand. Head over to the link in the show notes to grab your free copy of the profit playbook. And let's start that journey toward greater profitability together. I believe we can have income and an impact and live a life we love in our business. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. I don't stop at okay, I calculated $100 an hour for this client, I looked at it. And I'm like, okay, but then what next? Like, what else is everybody else in your industry charging? If you're charging significantly more than everybody else in your industry, do we need to look at like finding other efficiencies to maybe bring up your client facing hours and down your administrative time? Maybe we need to look at ways of just like really being clear on your marketing so that you can tell people like why you're worth so much more than anybody else in your industry, things like that. Also, though, I'm looking at it and like, what does everybody else in your industry charge? Because the other thing is for service providers, 
Often when we're small, we're lean. We don't have the overhead that everybody else has. So when we are looking at running our business and deciding how much we're charging people because we're running so lean, we often end up undercharging. In this case, my client said like, you know, the average mediocre person in my industry that I think I'm way better than charges 100 to $125 an hour. Like I should be worth more than that. And I would agree because if you are pricing your service less than everybody else, there can be this perception of like, oh, I'm getting a deal. And when you're trying to do more than them, but price yourself less than them, it just becomes this like crazy game of like, I don't, you just attract a different type of people. And it's like this race to the bottom and it's not great. So pricing yourself at that premium of like, I know I deliver more and I'm worth more, um, especially like maybe the first client or two, you're not doing that. But then after that, you're like, you're really demanding what you're worth. So being able to look at the bigger industry and say to yourself, like, okay, they're charging, you know, this $125 an hour and really like my product is superior and I need to charge more than that. That allowed this person to be like, amazing, I can maybe have less client facing hours. Maybe I just make more and I'm happy with that. Maybe, you know, I readjust my goal, especially if they're far off from the 20 hours of client facing work a week, then it's like, okay, maybe that's a pressure relief of thinking like, oh, I thought I needed to have like these 15 clients to get there, but maybe I don't. And then your mindset's just different because you're like, okay, I'm, I'm safe financially and I can just pour into my people and you show up differently that way. So I really just wanted to break down that kind of like thought process with you and really just like hit home the fact that Of course, you're not going to be advertising to everybody like this is, you know, my hourly rate because you're not going to want to be nickeled and dimed like, did you work this 15 minutes or did you not? But when you have that expectation in the back of your head that is aligned with your client facing hours, then it really just opens you up to like, A, do the administrative work you need to do or realign your business in a way it needs to be realigned if it doesn't like the, the numbers aren't working out or just also be able to like really show up informed and be able to provide your people like a really good package or service that fits them. I'm not saying I think that there's businesses out there that thrive on consistency, like it's the same thing over and over and over again. But one of the things that needs to happen is for our customers to feel supported. They're the ones who buy from us and who really give us that title of business owner. So you know, being able to manage that is key. Another really great example is another business that I worked with who is, again, like just pulling numbers out of kind of out of the hat, like, oh, I heard this person charges this much for this package. But then they start looking at like, what am I going to provide? What am I not going to provide? And when we started looking recently at how much goes into each service, They were like so tapped out and they're like, I don't know, financially, this is not making sense. And it wasn't even the systems. It was that there was one key thing that they threw into their packages that their competitor hadn't that created like, let's say chaos. It created this like all access, I need to be available. It created so many distractions and interruptions and like getting off task during the day that they weren't able to show up well and they weren't able to do their main work well. And when you looked at the number of hours at their hourly rate, it like did not make sense. And when we went back to the drawing board, we're like, would clients want to pay for that? And it was like, no. So let's go back to, okay, what do clients at my hourly rate, 
What kind of package could I create that they feel supported for the value, right? For them, the trade-off is perfect. For them, the trade-off is like, I'm willing to pay that much and this is what I'm getting in return, this kind of access, like, and they're happy with it. But having that hourly rate allowed us to do that and like kind of ask some questions of clients so that we could do that market research versus like this free for all of like, ask me anything, anytime for $0 that really just created the largest inefficiencies. So all this to say, especially if you're in a service-based business, you should have an hourly rate of like, here's how much money I am looking to be paid for my client-facing hours. You need to understand like how many client-facing hours you have available, how many, like when you start thinking of all the showing up on on Instagram and like all the other non-client-facing stuff you do, be clear on how much time you're actually gonna be facing clients and then know what your hourly rate is to cover your expenses, to be paid what you wanna be paid and feel really good about it. You feel so empowered when you know what this rate is. I Oh my gosh, I also worked with another service provider recently to do this exact same thing. And again, like just the liberation out of like, man, I'm working all the time and I'm always in fear of money was completely let go when they were able to just say like, this is what I'm worth and like come up with kind of some like good justifications for the people that they were charging when they had to renegotiate some old contracts and really change some of the pricing. And they were able to just, maybe they don't want to pay you more per hour, but maybe they're willing to cut out some of the work that frees you up time to do other work for others who are willing to pay you the proper hourly rate. So I just think it's so incredible. Happy to share it with you. If you have any questions or if your mind's like blown open, I'd love for you to share on social media. My goal this year is to impact a thousand. I started my goal with 365. I wanted to impact one small business a day, but I think that goal is too small. So I want to impact a thousand small businesses. And I can only do that with you helping share and spread the word. You know, we're all in it together. We often talk small business wise about like, okay, how can you support small businesses besides buying from them? It's providing each other advice, having a handout for each other, sharing each other's social media posts and Um, sharing this podcast is also one way to do that. So I'm thanking you in advance for having that big, large community mindset, cheering you on. I'd love to hear your wins. And until next time, go rock it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.